Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I hope you had a great New Year's and I hope you had an amazing Christmas. And with that, we are finally fucking out of 2020. Let's see if we can make 2021 a little bit better than what 2020 has happened with, with all the fucking COVID and murder hornets and all the other bullshit. So anyway... With that, let's go ahead and start breaking down the house rules. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That is the best way to keep up with new episodes that are coming out. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our uh, social media. We are on Facebook, Parlor, MeWe, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all under 2A Lifestyle. Check us out and subscribe to us. That is where we are posting uh, almost daily content on what we're doing and what is going on in the firearms you know, community bullshit like that. Also, I didn't mention, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you can, please leave us a review. Uh, if we're doing great, leave us a five-star review. That is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on their podcast platform. Uh, also, if you haven't, go ahead and check out our Patreon. We have a Patreon. Anything you guys give us, we greatly appreciate. It is goes directly into to a lifestyle. It's used for equipment. It's used for uh, trips to... Uh, industry days, things like that. So I greatly appreciate, well, I say industry days. If we can ever start having those again, uh, I'm telling you, uh, the ones that I normally go to have all been canceled still because of COVID. But hopefully that bullshit will cease to exist in 2021 so we can start having some good shit happening. But time will tell. Uh, so anything you guys give us on Patreon, we greatly appreciate it. It goes directly back into this podcast. It doesn't go into my pockets or any other kind of bullshit like that. So uh, go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Anything you guys give us is great, you know, helpful. It could be as little as $1. Uh, it could be, you know, more than that. Anything you guys give us, I greatly appreciate it. Also, uh, reach out to us at 2A Lifestyle at mail.com if you have any comments, concerns, bitches, or gripes. Uh, let us know if we're doing good. Uh, if there's anything that you want to see, uh, you can reach us out there or you can me- direct messages on any of our social media platforms. Uh, that's a good way to reach out to us. We have a website right now, 2A Lifestyle.com. Check us out there. We are in the work of having uh, you know, a joint website with some other content creators be looking out in the future for some good things happening there so with that let's go ahead and start getting into the main part of the program We have some good things and some bad things online going on, so let's go ahead and just start mentioning what has happened since the last time we talked. Uh, you know, obviously we had Christmas and New Year's, so I hope you guys got some cool gun shit for Christmas. But the first story comes to us from thetribune.com, and this came out on 1231 New Year's Eve, uh, and it's basically stating a Seymour Firearms maker has received a $44,222 manufacturing readiness grant from the Indiana Economic Development Corporation in partnership with Connexus Indiana. And basically who it is is Fostec. Fostec is obviously a pretty large manufacturer of firearms accessories and all that kind of good shit. Uh, they have received a you know that much of a grant given to Indiana. Uh, they were t- given a total of 1.5 million and they gave just shy of 45,000 to Fostec. So that's good for them. Next story comes to us from the Firearms Blog. Smith & Wesson donates a half a million dollars to the NSSF after SHOT Show 2021 cancellation. So basically, what the money that they would have used on their booth at the 2021 SHOT Show, they donated the directly to the NSSF uh, for all the good shit that they do. The NSSF has, you know, does a lot of great things that we mentioned uh, before. They are kind of like the trade organization for firearms manufacturers, so they have a lot of good stuff that they do. Kind of, um, you know, the I hate to say the NRA, but you know, best way I could think of it is the NRA as a whole. 
represents firearms owners individually, and the NSSF represents firearms manufacturers, uh, you know, themselves. So that's good shit. I'm, you know, anytime that a company does good stuff in the firearms industry, we try to try and highlight it here on the show so that way we can go ahead and give credit where credit is due the next articles are coming to us from Amaland, the farms blog guns.com and recoil so uh you know obviously if you haven't heard we talked about this on a previous episode in reference to the atf's um letter for comments on trying to classify any ar pistol and I, you know, it's not necessarily just an AR pistol. Uh, any, you know, not just the stabilizing brace, but the AR pistol itself. They're, you know, they're trying to classify all AR pistols as a short barrel rifle with a stabilizing brace or not. Uh, they have gone after uh, QLLC, which was the maker of the Honey Badger, which we've talked about in a previous episode. And just kind of a short rundown, if you, this is the first time you're listening to this or you've just been living under a fucking rock, but what has happened is the ATF has gone after QLLC and they've gone after SB Tactical for their use of pistol, or the manufacture of pistol braces. And what they're saying is that these uh, firearms accessories are being advertised in a way that it turns the firearm into a short barrel rifle instead of a pistol. And the ATF was looking to classify uh, any AR pistol with a stabilizing brace as a short barrel rifle. But at that point, you know, putting it under the canopy of the NFA, the National Firearms Act, which states that you have to have an additional background check. You have to pay an additional tax stamp uh, to, you know, $200 uh, to the ATF. You have to wait, fuck, who knows how long, you know, months, if not, you know, over a year to try and wait for your background check to come where you get your tax stamp. So that is what the ATF was wanting to do. They had a uh, section open for comments to where people from the average citizenry can comment and give the ETF their opinions on it. Uh, I personally myself have left a comment. And here's something for the future references. And this is something we'll talk about later if this ever does come up again. Is that if you want to comment on that, which is very important that you comment on that. Because um, they... uh, I believe they got close to around 50,000 comments, if I remember correctly, which is a good deal, uh, a good deal amount of comments for something like this. Uh, you know, you have to leave your name, uh, your real name, and you cannot swear in their uh, in your comments. So you can't say, you know, hey, fed boys suck this dick or whatever it may be. You have to leave a clean comment without any sort of cursing. Uh, you know, mine was something like, you know, the ATF is uh, overreaching their bounds uh, and they are stepping into the arena of making laws instead of enforcing laws that are already on the book. I believe that, you know, the ATF shouldn't be the ones classifying things that are, uh, you know, firearms accessories, uh, you know, therefore changing a firearm into something under the NFA, yada, 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 bullshit like that. Uh, that's kind of basically what mine said, you know, kept it clean, uh, put my thoughts out there, kind of let them know what we all think that, you know, they shouldn't be making laws. They should just be enforcing laws that are on the books. You know, as a you know police officer, you're not allowed to go out there and say, you know, uh, you're walking around with a red shirt, uh, you know, and stoplights are the color red so people can think that you're a stoplight so i'm arresting you for walking on the street because you're causing a nuisance to traffic or some kind of bullshit like that you know that's that's a bunch of horse shit uh that's basically kind of what the atf's fucking doing so uh you know the atf has since pulled their comment from the public out and they are no longer currently i should say currently they are no longer wishing to press the issue But now I will say this, and I believe many, many, many people are in agreement with me, is that I think that they see that there was such a backlash for this. You know, when the whole bump stock issue happened, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of pushback from the community. I'll just flat out say that. Uh, You know, it was kind of already 
done and over with by the time this, you know, bump stop thing happened. Uh, and we all said that, you know, bump stocks are, are stupid. Uh, they're a gimmick. But if we allow the ATF to go after bump stocks and say that just adding an accessory, not any kind of internal component that changes the firing uh, function function of the firearm itself, uh, they, they, you know, they say that that changes the item into an NFA item, then watch out because it is going to go, they're going to go after other things. And many, many people, including myself, has said the next thing they'll go after is uh, pistol braces. And sure as shit, this is what happened. But I believe that the ATF is going to come back stronger. And I believe that they're probably going to come back with a more concise piece of policy i guess you could say and they're going to talk you know sit down with the whole fucking room of attorneys and they're going to say all right obviously this is going to get a lot of pushback from people it's going to get a lot of pushback from second amendment organizations we need to make sure that when we do this we're going to try and have an airtight case which i'm just going to tell you right now even though they might consider it an airtight case it probably won't be there's still going to be grounds where we can fight this in court but we got to make sure it doesn't even go to that. Uh, you know, there is an election tomorrow in Georgia. I'm not going to say that you should vote for Republican or Democrat, but I hope you vote for this the pro Second Amendment candidate. Uh, you know, it has been pushed that if one side gets elected, then a party is going to have control of all three branches of government. And the last time that shit happened, we had Obamacare, and my fucking insurance has still not gone down since that bullshit. You know, they they said, you know, you could keep your doctor and all that bullshit. I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of different politics outside the Second Amendment, but I'm just going to say that there's obviously a clear bias with one party towards our Second Amendment. Uh, the other party, trust me, is no better uh, in that they don't actively campaign against our Second Amendment, but they are complicit. And if they can, you know, get extra dollars for their district or get some kickbacks or whatever the fuck it is, you know, they don't care about your Second Amendment. They will be more than happy to trample on it. Now, is this true about all politicians? No. And it's not even true about all parties. You know, I've said this before. There are some conservative Democrats out there. There are fewer and fewer, it seems like, every election, uh, but there are some. And I think that we need to make sure that when we vote, we don't vote for just a party. I think we need to vote for, uh, you know, candidates that are pro Second Amendment. And, you know, the big thing, in my opinion, is primaries, because, uh, you know, you, you look at the individual uh, politicians that are running in the primaries, and that's where you can find your Second Amendment candidates and make sure that they win their party's nomination for whatever office it may be. Anyway, fucking went down a rabbit hole with that. Uh, but, you know, the ATF is going to be coming back. And the ATF really hasn't stated anything else except that they're pulling uh, their pistol brace guidance for now. Uh, what is the purpose for this? I think that there was a huge pushback for our Second Amendment organizations. Uh, and with that, I'm going to say that you should be a member of some Second Amendment organization. I'm a member of three. I'm a member of two national ones, and I'm a member of my state Second Amendment organization. Uh, the Second Amendment organizations come in hot and heavy for this kind of stuff. You know, they push uh, mass email uh, lists out saying, you know, this is the link that you need to click, and this is where you need to leave a comment for the uh, open comment section for the ATF's pistol brace guidance. Uh, you know, they had a big pushback from uh, legislatures, uh, congressmen. I think there was around 80 congressmen that signed a letter and sent it to ATF stating that you don't need to go after firearms accessories that are in the, you know, mass citizenry of gun ownership in the millions. You know, there's millions of pistol braces out there. You know, if you pass this law overnight, it's going to make millions of people felons, you know, that are subject to federal crimes, federal prosecution, federal penalties, and that is just straight up fucking unconstitutional, you know, without due process. 
And so they had the pushback from the congressmen there. They had a pushback, obviously, from the gun community. There was a lot of talk. You know what I'm telling you? If you ever look for something, if you want to get a laugh, uh, go to any of the ATF social media, and you will see plenty of comments from people just ragging the shit out of ATF. Uh, I don't even understand why they have a social media sometimes, because it is just a constant beratement from fucking trolls on the internet and it's it's funny like i said if you're looking for some good reading material someday uh while you're scrolling on the shitter go to the atf social media whatever your uh favorite platform may be twitter instagram facebook uh you know i i really go look at facebook mostly just because that's what i mainly look at and uh there's some hilarious comments there so there's a lot of pushback from the gun community. But like I said, believe it or not, you know, whatever your dystopian or utopian mindset might be, uh, the ATF is going to come back and they're going to make sure that there is little to no error uh, of their language in their guidance uh, or policies that are written that is going to be enforced uh, by them in regards to our Second Amendment rights. And I, you know, it could be that maybe they're waiting to see what's going to happen when the new president is inaugurated. Uh, when Biden's inaugurated, they might wait and see if there's an executive order. They might have been given some sort of guidance by Biden's transition team saying, hey, we know that you put this, uh, you know, this letter for guidance out there on pistol braces. You know, just hold off until uh, you know Biden is inaugurated. He's planning on doing a executive order, and we can t- kind of take that monkey off your back. Or you know, they might have said, "Well, let's wait until uh, the new Congress is sworn in, and we can see." Uh, who's going to be making the laws and that's what we can force instead of uh, us kind of just pulling this shit out of thin air on what we're going to do. There's a whole lot of what ifs in this scenario and I think that you should be calling your congressman constantly. You know, I've already reached out to my congressman uh, and that's something else. You know, if you reach out to your congressman, I highly recommend that you write a handwritten letter and snail mail it to them snail mail it to their office uh, because they are required to open every letter. Now, whether they're actually going to read it, I don't know, but they're required to open every letter and put that in their historical records. Uh, that is that is required. So, you know, if, you know, one congressman says, you know, I don't, su- you know, I, I support the Second Amendment or, you know, I... It, I wasn't given any sort of guidance by my constituents in reference to uh, this piece of legislation. You know, they can go back and look at these fucking letters that their constituents wrote them saying, you know, I'm uh, Joe Schmo. I live at 123 Main Street in uh, bumfuck America, and that's in your district. And I strongly suggest that you uh, do not support this gun control legislation uh, because that's not what we elected you to do and it is unconstitutional. You know, they can go back and say, well, you know, you've gotten thousands of letters, you know, from this time frame whenever this gun control legislation was being thought of uh, in Congress. And so you're saying you didn't have any sort of guidance from your constituents, you know, that kind of bullshit. So reach out to your congressman, let them know that with this new session of Congress about to start with these newly elected legislatures, Uh, that we do not support gun control, and you shouldn't either. You are my elected official. Uh, I expect you to be held accountable, and if you support any sort of gun control legislation, I will make sure that you do not have a job the next election. Or if your state has any sort of recall uh, policies, which I I think that should be fucking clear at every level, state, local, national, in every part of the country, I think there should be recall uh, fucking uh, you know, statutes that says, you know, you can, if your congressman fucks up in the middle of a term, you have the right to do whatever you need and necessary, like, you know, collect 33% of, you know, uh, signatures of the last people to vote or 50% or whatever the fuck it may be. And that person's got to run for election again. And you got a chance to vote his ass out because, uh, he has done something that has been so egregious to the constituents in his precinct jurisdiction, you know, whatever the fuck it, it may be that he says, you know what, fuck off. You don't have a job here anymore. You don't represent us, the people. So we want a new electorate. So that kind of shit needs to be done. Write your congressmen, write your senators. That's what needs to be done. Uh, 
and like I said, you know, give. Yeah, I know Christmas is over. I spent way fucking money on on my fucking kids and girlfriend and family and all that kind of shit. Uh, but you know, give whether it be just five or ten dollars to the uh, Second Amendment organization of your choice, whether it be Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition, Second Amendment Foundation, Firearms Policy Foundation, or your local state Second Amendment organization. That kind of shit needs to be done. And that is the money that they're going to use to file these legal briefs that they have to do to pay the attorneys that they need, the travel expenses, all that kind of stuff. Uh, That is something that we as gun owners need to do. I I should say, I should have said this in the beginning, but uh, we were supposed to have a guest on today, uh, but he got caught up with some stuff at work, and actually, I got caught up with some stuff at work. That's why this is actually coming out a day late. Uh, I'm actually recording this. Uh, At the time, I'm normally hitting my ass in a bed and got my kids in bed for school tomorrow. But I need to go ahead and get this out for y'all. Go ahead and get the news out to y'all. Let you know what's been going on in this gun community, uh, this gun uh, you know industry that we have going on. Uh, wish you guys you know a fucking new year. Hope said you had a you know merry Christmas, all that kind of shit. Uh, but you know we're supposed to have a guest on. Uh, looks like he may be on on the next episode. I'm looking forward to him. I think you guys will like him. We'll talk a little bit more about him later. Uh, next article comes to us from Ammo Land. It was published on New Year's Eve. And the title of the the article is Political Prosecution, Kyle Rittenhouse Charged with Curfew Violation. Uh, you know, this is some bullshit. We've covered Kyle Rittenhouse before. In case you don't know who the fuck he is, he is the guy in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, that killed uh, a couple of, you know, a felon and a pedophile uh, for basically attacking him. He was defending himself. Uh, and he got charged with curfew violation. Now, this is the kind of shit that, you know, prosecution teams like to do. They like to stack on the charges. So that way, you know, eventually they're going to probably try and, and offer Kyle a some sort of a plea deal saying, you know, hey, you know, plead guilty to manslaughter. Uh, we'll drop all the rest of these bullshit charges and you get like five or ten years just to try and make him seem like a sweet deal. And, you know, and say if you don't. Uh, agree to this, then we're going to go for the max p- uh, punishment, all that kind of stuff. And Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, he's a fucking young kid. He's going to look at it and says like, oh shit, you know, five or 10 years, I can get out, uh, you know, before I'm third, you know, 30 and, you know, live on with my life or I could fucking go to jail for the rest of my life. So that's the kind of shit that these prosecution teams do. Uh, it's, you know, pretty fucking slimy and conniving. All they care about is to say that they got a, a W in their column with a pro, uh, with a successful prosecution, uh, but it just kind of shows to me that they are trying to stack the plate against Kyle in regards to trying to make sure that they have some sort of a successful prosecution against him because you know these liberal progressives that are saying that you know oh he shouldn't have. Uh, you know, had a gun, blah, 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 whatever bullshit, uh, you know, they're, you know, they want to make sure that they can go back to them and say, hey, we did what we, sh- you know, everything we could and we got a prosecution out of them. Next article also comes to us from Amalan and also from the personal defense world. And this title is uh, one it says attempted murder at Pennsylvania gun range stopped by armed Samaritan. And the other title is armed citizen fatally shoots active shooter at Pennsylvania gun range. And now this was uh, published on the 28th, and basically what happened is on uh, the 22nd of December at 2 o'clock at the State Game Lands Shooting Range 109 in Erie County, Pennsylvania, there was an individual that started uh, to attempt to attack somebody that was at the range. Uh, it was two young couples had arrived in separate vehicles. One of the two young men had recently purchased a pistol, and the two young men and two women reportedly took turns shooting the pistol at the range. Uh, there was an armed Samaritan uh, there, and supposedly one of the gentlemen, a Robert A. Epley, 26 years old, fired five shots down range, turned around, and started firing at the other male friend of his. Now, the armed Samaritan, uh, who was on one of the other shooting ranges, saw what was happening. Uh, and then he ended up shooting the assailant. Uh, so he stopped a bad guy with a gun. And, and this guy, a fucking boomer. He was probably there with the 1911. Uh, six, seven years old. 
But anyway, he ended up uh, stopping, uh, you know, possible murder there on the range. Good on him. And I'm just telling you, I don't fucking trust anybody else at a range. Uh, that's why I like my gun club a lot is because they have, you know, individual shooting bays that, you know, they do have large shooting ranges where you can fit like 20 people there. But whenever I go, I always just go to these little individual uh, pistol bays. That is about, you know, uh, I would say like 20, 20 by 30, 20 by 20, uh, just depending on which one you go to. And, and they got berms all around you except for the entrance into it. So that way I got to worry about any other fucking retards uh, doing some dumb shit. Next article comes to us from Ballistic Mag. Uh, and I thought this was interesting. We we're just going to throw that out there. Uh, this is Ballistic Mag's five best guns of 2020, according to them, obviously. Uh, the first one is the uh, Daniel Fence PDW. Uh, this is basically a um, AR pistol with a uh, SB collapsible stock. Uh, you got the Smith & Wesson MP15 pistol. Uh, you got a Springfield St. Edge PDW, uh, which is, again, also another uh, AR pistol caliber. Uh, well, not pistol caliber. It's at 5.56, but AR pistol uh, with a collapsible stock. Uh, you got the Ruger PC Charger. You got the Rise Armament AR9. Uh, and basically, it's just kind of a big fuck you to the ATF for trying to do the bullshit that they did with pistol braces. So I just thought that was interesting, kind of funny. I want to put that in the show. Next article comes to us from guns.com. And it's there's another article that kind of ties into this uh, subject as well from the Firearms blog. And we'll talk about the first one. <clears throat> Pardon me. First one, uh, the title of it is COVID bill passes crammed with anti-gun pork. Uh, now, this has got to do with uh, the stimulus check that uh, everybody is getting now. Uh, but basically what it is, is they put a lot of stuff in there. You know, it's nearly a 6,000 page bill. Uh, it all allocated uh, $25 million to the CDC and the National Institutes of Health to fund research on firearm safety and gun violence present, uh, prevention uh, and this was noted by representatives from New York and Massachusetts. Uh, and it says the research will help us create evidence-based solutions to the ongoing public health crisis. Obviously, uh, and there's further uh, pork in there in reference to uh, a million-dollar study to uh, study the potential effects of school active shooter drills on students, uh, $56 million for a slate of community-based programs that specializes in gun violence intervention. And basically, all they're doing, uh, and just, I'm sorry, going a little further, uh, the bill encourages the VA to take advantage of somewhat constitutionally suspect extreme protection orders, commonly known as red flags. Now, especially with a lot of these studies that they're doing, and this is what, you know, Democrats try and do is that they put these, put money into these researchers that are obviously, you know, not pro-gun. Uh, they heavily favor more restrictive gun control and the reason they do that is because whenever they pass these bills and they go in front of the media they need you know scientific studies to say you know gun vi guns equals more violence and if we just got rid of the guns it would cut down on violence so what they're doing is they're basically using your taxpayer dollars to pay for these studies and that's what was in the stimulus bill and we have seen in numerous you know, conference, uh, press conferences, and even honestly, news articles where these fucking uh, liberal progressives and these anti-gun politicians will cite, you know, stupid statistics that clearly are biased or even honestly uh, misrepresented. And the reason they're doing this is to give some sort of credence and some sort of uh, legitimacy to their calls for more gun control and that was in the stimulus bill you know again it's it was almost six thousand pages there was no way people could have uh and even uh fucking aoc said there's no way we can know exactly what's in there but she decided to go ahead and vote for it anyway something else that was in the stimulus bill also you know and this is kind of what gives you mixed feelings and obviously you know what happens is these fucking politicians is you know, the reason that they get these bills passed is that they put shit in there because they know nobody's going to read this stuff. So the second part that was in the stimulus bill uh, is possibly going to allow the import of Korean M1 carbines. Uh, now, what it is is that it says that uh, 
you know, no department agency or uh, instrument of the United States uh, receiving appropriated funds under this act or any other act shall be shall obligate or expand in way such funds to pay administrative expenses or compensation of any officer, employee, blah, 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 to deny the application submitted. Basically, that they can't deny uh, if somebody files the paperwork to import these old Korean M1 carbines. Now, obviously, Korea uh, is an ally. Well, South Korea is an ally of the United States. After the Korean War, uh, there was, you know, obviously a need to build up the Korean military, the South Korean military, uh, against any further aggression from North Korea or China. So we end up giving them a fuck ton of spare weapons that we happen to have laying around after World War Two. Uh, you know, this included a lot of uh, M1 Garands and M1 carbines. So, you know, there was a news article recently. God, I don't want to say recently. Shit, it might have been about a year now. Where they just happened to found like a whole warehouse of M1 carbines in Korea. And they were trying to send it back to America because, you know, what the fuck are they going to do with M1 uh, carbines? Uh, you know, they don't have a very pro-Second Amendment law like we do where c- civilians can own firearms like this. And these are hella collector pieces. So, uh, you know, they're trying to send it back to the United States, but they couldn't because of laws that were put in place over the Obama administration. And now in this, they might be able to import that back into the United States. It would probably come in through the civilian marksmanship program and they'd be the ones selling it. So be looking out for this. This could very well happen. Uh, I'd be very interested to see uh, what happens further in that. Uh, this next article comes to us from Fox News. You know, sorry to use, uh, you know, a, a source like this, but you know, there's really not many places uh, reporting this. Uh, we've talked before about um, a Colorado congresswoman that has been elected. Uh, her name is Lauren Boebert. She should be taking her oath this week uh, to be sworn in. Uh, she has stated that she plans on open carrying a firearm into the House of Representatives. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi has basically told her, fuck no, you aren't. And, you know, she's tried to say that she's going to bar Capitol Police, uh, which are the ones uh, responsible for providing security in the House of Representatives at the uh, Congress, saying that, you know, don't let her in if she has a gun on her because, you know, Nancy Pelosi being the cunt that she is, uh, thinks that you know nobody should have guns, especially uh, normal citizens. But hell, even Congress uh, Congress people shouldn't be carrying. But she has wrote a letter, uh, which was signed by 82 other uh, current and incoming GOP members, stating that there is a old House rule. Uh, that has been written in 1907, uh, 1967 that exempts lawmakers from a ban on firearms inside the Capitol building. So she has, you know, wrote this to Nancy Pelosi saying that, hey, under current rules, you can't do this to me and uh, hadn't heard anything back. So I'll be interested to see what happens. All right. This next article and topic comes to us from Gat Daily and from NPR. Now, this has to do with the current Supreme Court session that's going to be coming up this year. Now, this is something of interest because uh, obviously with Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, we are in the majority for supposedly pro-Second Amendment justices. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I think it's been not 2020, but 2019. Uh, it might have been actually early 2020. There was a whole slew of Second Amendment cases that could have gone before the Supreme Court, but they denied seeing them. And the reason because, which is something we reported on, is that they didn't want to bring these cases to the Supreme Court if there wasn't a slam dunk majority that would side with the Second Amendment because they didn't want these to become case law for the country. So they decided, you know, hey, instead of us, you know, taking it up and possibly fucking it up, we're just going to let the lower courts decide what they want to do. 
Well, now with a clear majority of pro Second Amendment supporters, and I should say, you know, supposedly clear majority, uh, there are some Second Amendment cases that are coming to the Supreme Court, which is interesting. Uh, the one that I know of that is uh, possibly going to be argued in front of the Supreme Court is the case of uh, firearms prohibition for nonviolent felons. Uh, now, this is obviously something that Amy Coney Barrett, we know what her stance is because she actually wrote a dissenting opinion in the Ninth Circuit Court in reference to a very similar case. Uh, so this is something that is supposed to be uh, coming before the Supreme Court, this Supreme Court session, and I'd be very interested to see what they do. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, it's basically what Gat Daily and what uh, the NPR has said. Now this is something, uh, you know, a couple things that we're going to be talking about in the main segment are actually kind of more about um, products that are coming out, but they're kind of fucking cool so much that I want to talk about in the main segment. And now this is something that we posted on our social media again if you're not following us on social media uh, please go check us out because this is something that you could have heard about or at least seen and possibly been discussing with your gun buddies about it but Keltec is possibly coming out with a 5.7 pistol that accepts the P90 uh, magazine now the look of it is something that's pretty freaking crazy uh, obviously it's it's kind of a long pistol because it's got to accept that FN mag but it would be super interesting. Now, you know, there are 5.7 fanboys out there. I personally think uh, that the FN 5.7 pistol and the P90 is just a hella cool gun. Uh, you know, I shoot my pistols right-handed, but I shoot my rifles left-handed. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of awkward for me, especially, if, you know, depending on what I'm shooting. Like, I can't shoot... Uh, those new bullpup semi-automatic uh, shotguns and less the ejections to the left because uh, as soon as that fucking shell's ejected, that shell hits me right in the fucking upper lip underneath the nose. So, you know, that's something that I really liked about the FNP90 is that it's really truly built for an ambidextrous, you know, either right-handed or left-handed shooters without any modification. Uh, the only thing is I'm not a huge fan of the 5.7 ballistics. Uh, you know, in a lot of under, you know, in a lot of the ballistic nerd circles that I run in, you know, the five seven is called the ice pick round uh, because there's really no uh, yaw, there's no you know uh, wound expansion cavity, anything like that. Uh, but it is a cool round. Uh, it is a very fast round, and it is you know I think just the fact that you know you can have the same round for your pistol and your rifle uh, is something that's pretty cool now this makes it even fucking cooler because say for example you happen to just carry a p90 uh, all you have to carry is just you know a bunch of magazines for it because if you had this Celtic it's being called the p50 uh, you know, it accepts the exact same magazines. So, and what's also super fucking cool about that is now you also have a pistol that has 50 rounds capability on it. You know, even on some of the super, uh, you know, extended magazine capacity, you know, firearms, you know, you're looking around like 20 to 25 for nine millimeter. Uh, you know, the FN 5.7, there is a mag extension for that gun that can take it to 30. Uh, but it looks like you got a big old turd hanging out of your fucking mag well because it's such an extension. Uh, this, it just goes uh, almost like right into the, you know, it looks like it'd be right underneath the slide, uh, according to the pictures. Now, Keltec has trademarked the P50. Uh, they've trademarked that name. And there is a, you know, a, looks probably, looks like an advertisement for uh, Keltec that would go in a magazine. But other than this leaked photo, I mean, there's nothing else that's been released. Keltec, not that I know of, has released any sort of statement in regards to this pistol. Uh, you know, they haven't said anything. Yeah, we're making this. Or, yeah, you know, here's the ad. Put it, put it in every gun magazine out there. Uh, so it's just this leaked photo that's been online. I posted it on my social media. Uh, you know, Keltec, God, you know, <laughs> they're not the best manufacturer of firearms, but they make some interesting shit. And I, you know, I, I personally love Keltec for that. 
just the fact that they don't you know release the same thing except add like a pinky extension or finger grooves or take off finger grooves or whatever the fuck it is uh and call it you know oh look at our brand spanking new gun no it's the exact same fucking gun with one little extra feature or minus one little extra feature or whatever it may be you know when they release a new gun it is a new concept sort of gun and that's what i love about Keltec. Uh, I just wish that they would step it up on their fucking manufacturing because they sure are slow down there in fucking Florida. So that is something to be on the lookout for. Another article is comes to us from the Firearms Block. And Sportsman's Warehouse was bought by the Great American Outdoors Group. Now, this is pretty interesting because, you know, Great American Outdoors, uh, they own Smith & Wesson, but now they've kind of, they didn't sell Smith & Wesson, but they kind of let it become its own company again, and now they're purchasing Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, Sportsman's Warehouse, you know, they make some, you know, it's a pretty cool store. There's no brick-and-mortar stores around here, but I like to look on their website every now and then for their sales uh, or whatever it is and see what they have going on. Uh, but they bought it, so they've got you know a, a big uh, distributor uh, in regards to that kind of stuff. I, you know, I'm interested to see what they are going to do with this. You know, are they going to expand sports warehouses, build more brick and mortar stores? I don't know. We shall see. The time will tell. Next article, and this is just kind of like a what the fuck kind of thing. Uh, Liberty Suppressors develops Gatling gun suppressor. Uh, and this thing is looks fucking crazy. Uh, you know, it is, it's a Gatling gun. Um, it looks like the, you know, the newer models of Gatling guns, you know, on this one, they have, uh, you know, inflated tires on the little, um, trailer that this thing's hauled around on. Uh, it's got like a, a one inch bar or two inch bar that you can add weights to it. So that way you can kind of keep it, um, grounded and, but, um, you know, the approximate decibel level, uh, is 120 decibels, including the first round pop. Uh, and it shoots the nine millimeter and takes Glock mags. Uh, they do not have a MSRP on here. Oh, I'll take that back. I'm sorry. Uh, it's $4,200. That's how much it'll be, including uh, suppressor installation, disassembly tool, all that kind of stuff, plus the $200 tax stamp. But that's pretty fucking cool. You know, this would be something, <laughs> be something fucking cool to have in your front yard or in your garage as a conversation starter. Uh, this, you know, I am a veteran. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some people. I, as a matter of fact, I know there's some people that are in the service that listen to this. And I just thought this was kind of fucking dumb. Uh, Army is officially uh, issuing a new face mask to soldiers in 2021. Uh, and this is not gun related. But again, it's just I saw this. And because of how fucking COVID just how, you know, totally fucked us in every way possible since, uh, you know, early last year. Uh, you know, the army is officially announcing this, that they're going to have this sort of face mask, uh, two straps, one in the back that looks like it's elastic. Another one that goes around, uh, the base of your skull, uh, that's got a little pull tab to tighten it up. And of course it's multi-cam. And, you know, before, uh, they were going to have, you know, they said you had to have a face mask, uh, that is not any you know crazy colors like you can't walk around with a hot pink mask. Uh, it can't have anything written on it, uh, or you could use your neck gaiter as a mask. So uh, I just thought that was interesting. Well, that is going to wrap up our main segment. I hope you learned something and you know picked up that little bit of nug of knowledge that you can use whenever you go to uh, your gun store or your range or talk to your gun buddies and regards and say, "Hey, you fucking heard about this? Let me tell you something I heard about the on the you know Two A Lifestyle podcast in regards to what's happening in our firearms community." So uh, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor real quick, though, and that is Cold War Concealment. Cold War Concealment is a Kydex holster manufacturing company. Uh, they are great dudes. Cliff uh, has an awesome e-store. Check it out at coworkconcealment.com. I just got uh, my administrator uh, at my agency a uh, custom-made holster from Cliff. Uh, it's level two retention. Uh, it's got a really cool uh, automatic release hood uh, from a button there. He was wanting something with a little bit more extra retention. He was carrying a Blackhawk Serpa holster up to this point. So it is definitely a fucking improvement uh, from what he had. And also it uses Safari Land attachments uh, for how you're going to secure it to yourself, whether it be belt loops, uh, QLS, or paddle holsters. 
and uh, I went ahead and went with the belt loops, and now he has told me that he wants to have the paddle, so I gotta go pull that shit and put it in my truck, so that way I can make sure I take it to work tomorrow. Uh, but Cliff is a great dude. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff on there. He doesn't only just sell um, ter- uh, holsters. He also sells first aid gear. Uh, he literally just gave me a quote for tourniquets for my entire agency. Uh, we're going to issue out two tourniquets to everybody along with a holster for their tourniquet. So he's going to be making some custom tourniquets as well. Uh, he's a good guy. Check out coworkconcealment.com. Check him out on social media and let him know that you were sent by 2A Lifestyle. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. Uh, this is something that I have bought myself. Uh, it came from Centrifuge Training Group, and it is, since we were just talking about tourniquets uh, with Cliff, it is a tourniquet holster or tourniquet holster holder that you can attach to your regular firearm holster. Uh, you know, I, I think tourniquets are an important part of your everyday carry. Uh, you know, obviously I carry my duty weapon with me every day at work. Uh, at this point, I was just honestly just... Uh, rubber banding that shit with ranger bands uh, to my holster every now and then that they would slip off so you know I decided to break down and get the centrifuge systems uh, mount for the tourniquet onto the firearms holster and it's really nice it looks great it's super fucking sturdy uh, it was came out to about $35 ship I think I, I got it on a sale around Black Friday and now something with me, I will say, let me say this, that I use uh, QLS systems for all my work holsters, uh, and that is kind of been my only issue with it. Uh, it makes it hard, like, you know, when I go take a shit, I pop my holster off, lock it on my desk, and I go drop the kids off the pool. Uh, so with the QLS system, it's hard to get to those two little prongs down there at the bottom of my holster because that QLS system, you know, it's it's made for different tourniquet holsters. Uh, and the one I got, uh, fuck, I don't know, it's not anything name brand. I can't, honestly, I've had it for probably three or four years. I can't even remember where I got it from. But the way that it, the holster itself sits, it's like it's like sitting right on one of those little prongs for my QLS system. Uh, so it's kind of tough to push that thing in so that way I can lift my holster off of my belt attachment. Um, it's not impossible. It's just kind of like something that is a pain in the ass whenever I, you know, if I'm really uh, prairie dogging it and I got to hurry up and get it off. Uh, you know, before I, one time I just literally dropped the whole fucking thing to the ground uh, and screwed with it while I was uh, sitting on the throne. But uh, that, that's the only issue I've had with it. Other than that, it's a really good system. You know, $35 for literally just a piece of metal that goes on there. Uh, I think honestly that it could be made for probably about like five to ten dollars cheaper uh i don't know if it's like a made in the usa thing and that's why it's a little bit more expensive but you know it seems like it's sh- you know it like i said i think to me it seems like it should be five or ten dollars cheaper that's why i'm kind of happy i got it on sale but you know like with anything uh you know cry uh, buy once cry once uh this thing's gonna last forever it's super sturdy uh it's you know kind of a nice thick piece of metal it's not gonna bend or anything uh but check them out centrifuge systems i i bought this with my own money let me say that i bought this with my own money and uh this wasn't given to me like as for a teeny or for review or anything uh, i just saw a need in my personal edc uh and this is what i felt like was going to fulfill that need the best uh next item that i'm super interested in that I'm planning on purchasing and using for my training purposes is something called the Birchwood KC3D Torso Targets. Now, if you're familiar with uh, rubber dummies, rubber dummies are like self-healing torso targets. You know, it has like a face and a torso. Uh, It makes your training a little bit more realistic. This is almost like that, except it's cardboard. Uh, and it's just from like the nipples of the torso and up. Uh, 
Uh, it's got a nice little system, you know, nice little hanger that you can hang up there. Uh, obviously, it is not self-healing. It's just cardboard, but it's nice and stiff and rigid. Um, I've found you can get a three-pack of this for ten dollars. You know, a rubber dummy. Uh, you're looking at least for you know uh, one of them, the whole system. I think you're looking at least, if I think if I remember, around two fifty. Because I was, I mean, I was planning on getting myself some rubber dummies, but damn, just you know, two fifty to invest in a target, just one, and it's kind of big and bulky. You know, I don't have my own shooting range. Uh, where I can either leave it out there or, uh, you know, if I leave it out there, that bitch is gone. Uh, somebody else is probably going to come and take it. So this is a nice, um, some you know, it's light to carry. Uh, you can get, I think, a 30-pack for 80 bucks. I think, is what I saw uh, on Amazon. And uh, I'm sorry, actually, Midway USA. Uh, you can, you know, Midway USA and Amazon sells them for 10 bucks On Amazon, it's actually Prime, $9.95. Uh, so you can get it, you know, free ship, free two-day shipping, uh, and on uh, Midway USA, it's actually seventy-five dollars. Excuse me, uh, and that brings down to two fifty uh, per piece. And it's really nice, really cool. It would go, it goes great with like Ipsit targets if you're wanting to do like a shoot no shoot kind of situation. Uh, if you had to shoot like around a hostage, these are super cool. I highly recommend that you go check that out. Uh, I'm planning personally to buy this for myself for my training and range use uh, I just hadn't got them yet. I literally just found them this week. So uh, I actually found them at an article from Pew Pew Tactical, and the title of it, of it was Best Targets for Shooting. Uh, and this was the, really the only thing that kind of stood out to me. Next uh, thing that we're going to talk about is the Frankfurt Arsenal Pile Driver Bullet Puller Review. That's a lot to say. Now, basically, what this is literally is in the title. It's a bullet puller. Uh, if you are not familiar at all with uh, reloading, uh, let me tell you what uh, bullet puller is. Uh, you know, if you have, like, say, for example, you got some ammunition from uh, a, I guess you could say, a uh, garage sale. I, I've, you know, that's something I'm always looking at whenever I go garage sales. I'm looking for uh, ammunition. And a lot of times you'll find, uh, you know, reloaded bullets for sale. And a lot of times you can find them for the cheap, and that's a good deal. Uh, but I will say that you need to be cautious with other people's reloads. Uh, sometimes you might even get reloaded ammunition for free, but you need to be cautious for this. And this, you know, honestly, it reminds me of like a beer crusher, a beer can crusher. Um, but with the bullet pullers, uh, you need to honestly unload that ammunition because the main thing that's going to fuck up your gun, your hands, or your eyes uh, is either too much powder or the wrong kind of powder. You know, powder burns at different rates. So, uh, you know, that's something you need to watch out for. And with the bullet puller, or, you know, even for myself, what I mainly use a bullet puller for is I will fuck up around. Uh, I'll either... Uh, try, you know, not paying attention or um, trying to strong arm something, and I'll fuck up a brass casing. And I'm like, well, shit, that brass casing's useless. But obviously, I still want to save the bullet, and I still want to save the powder that's in there. So I'll break out my bullet puller, and I still, ha you know, use like the hammer bullet puller, you know, the hammer looking bullet puller, where it just uses gravity uh, to pull that bullet. Um, that's what I use. But this, you know, is really cool. You can get it for 50 bucks on Amazon, uh, and it's prime, so you got uh, free shipping, free returns if you don't like it. And like I said, this is something that's a little bit bigger, and honestly, in the pictures on Amazon, uh, you they show it mounted to a wall, and it looks like a, a beer can crusher, you know, if you remember those things. Uh, so that's something that's pretty cool. Uh, the next thing that we're going to be talking about, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about and I honestly don't know how I fucking feel about this is the Leupold Delta Point Micro uh, and this is a new red dot for pistols that Leupold has come out when I first saw this I was like what fucking idiot put a uh, like a Glock auto sear on the back plate of their firearm because uh, that's kind of what it looks like if you see those like wish.com uh, full auto Glock auto sear back plates that, that's what it looks like because you have something hanging off the back plate now this is a uh, micro red dot that goes for uh, you know goes onto your uh, dovetail serration you know dovetail uh, little slide on the back 
and it is looks like a ghost ring with a red dot on it, and that's basically all it is. And I saw a pretty good meme, and it's you know the Rick and Morty meme. Uh, it's, it just looks like a ghost ring with extra steps. That's kind of basically what it is. And but kind of the bigger sale of it is is that with this red dot, you can still use all major uh, types of holsters, and if the battery goes out, you can still use the tube itself as a ghost ring, and still kind of you know be able to shoot with it uh, also a big sale of it is is that you don't have to you know do any milling for your slide uh, it's a little funky it, like I said uh, you know with to me with the red dots I, you know I'm I don't want to say I'm just getting into uh, red dots but I've been into red dots now for about six months I'd say and I'm still trying to get used to the function and my draw and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, to me, the hardest part for red dots is presentation, trying to find that dot. And that's why, you know, I, in just recently in the last month, I've gotten glasses because I found out I'm farsighted and uh, I'm starting to get like, you know, headaches from reading and stuff. So I'm, I'm wearing glasses now. So in my red dots, I got, you know, big old fucking, um, fields of view, you know, big old bucket fucking glasses on there. So that way I can see a little bit better through it and it makes it easier to find that red dot if it gets shifted off of the, you know, the center. With this, you know, you got like a little tiny ass ghost ring uh, that's just there and you, you know, if it's to me, that'd be kind of hard to, to fucking find. Um, I, I haven't had put my hands on one, so I, I don't know if that's the case. That's just kind of my speculation just by looking at it. Uh, and with the uh, price point of $520, shit, man, I'll get myself a fucking Trigicon. Uh, just as good as a warranty, uh, proven, and it's got a bigger uh, field of view uh, with a glass. So, you know, I guess there's some sort of market for this. Uh, it's just not me. So, anyway, that's going to wrap up our gun gear section. Let's go ahead and start heading into the culture segment and start wrapping this shit up. Diamond glasses, need some glasses for the flesh, yeah. Michael Jackson with the fashion, bitch, and Devin, yeah. I do this shit on purpose, got the bitches slurping. All your pockets on hurting, nigga, you could be my servant. Go to the line, your nigga don't listen, I purchase. After I cut up a thought, I give her some money for service. Wherever I go, the whole gang gon' go. Yeah, you cannot tame the hoe because she won't find for sure. All right, so don't fucking judge me in reference to this gun culture segment, but I just watched Rango tonight with my kids uh, as kind of like our get-together, sit-down movie while we ate dinner and kind of hung out with each other. Uh, so I'm in the West mood, the Wild West mood. So the movie we're going to be talking about today is Back to the Future Part 3. It's definitely not the best of the series, uh, of the trilogy, uh, but it is still a good movie because I fucking love Back to the Futures. Uh, and there was a good bit of gunplay in there. Now, obviously, this was set in the Old West, and there was a heavy bit of kind of old vintage Americana type firearms in there. So, but there, of course, being Old West, there wasn't a whole lot of variety. But we'll talk about some of the guns that are in it. And if you like Back to the Future, I and I'll tell you what, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, obviously start from fucking one, go to two, and then on to three. Otherwise, the uh, story kind of doesn't make a whole lot of fucking sense. But some of the guns were in there. You had the old Colt Single Action Army. Uh, and this is what Doc Brown had whenever he used kind of like as a starting pistol. Uh, whenever Marty was at the drive-in movie theater and he was trying to get up to 88 miles an hour. Uh, you also saw Marty using this uh, personally that he won in the duck game at the county fair. And that's what he used whenever he went up to his duel or, you know, shootout with uh, Biff Buchanan. Uh, of course, Biff also used a uh, Colt single-action army revolver, but he had a 7.5-inch barrel, also known as the uh, Calvary model. Uh, also, you had an Ivor Johnson Eclipse Derringer, a little small pistol. Now, this is something that uh, Mad Dog Buchanan uh, used whenever he was trying to shoot Doc at the county fair, uh, but obviously didn't happen. 
because Doc Brown ended up winning, and he's a uh, fucking cool dude. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite characters. And it's something, if you don't know, Rick and Morty, uh, we were talking about Rick and Morty meme earlier. This was actually based off of Back to the Future, you know, the crazy scientist and the young dude that kind of follows him around. Also, you had a Winchester Model 1866 Yellow Boy Rifle Custom Made. Uh, This is the little sniper rifle uh, that Doc Brown had with his weird telescopic sight that he created. Uh, You also had a Winchester Model 1873 uh, that the uh, Marshal had, and then also some of Mad Dog Buchanan's uh, posse had. You also had a Stevens 12-gauge double-barrel shotgun, uh, and this is what old uh, Jay, what was not Jay, uh, Seamus, Seamus McFly, uh, what he had whenever he shot the rabbit and came home and brought it for dinner. He also had a Colt model 1878 that you saw uh, one of the uh, stage, not stage hands, coach hands um, driving up in a town. That's what he had. But that's basically going to be it for the culture segment. Like I said, not a whole lot of variety in it, but it's a cool movie. There's a little bit of shooting in there. It, you know, it's a great trilogy. Check it out if you haven't. Back to the Future. But these are going to be the guns of the Back to Future 3. Well, ladies and gents, I want to greatly appreciate you for listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, MeWe, Twitter. We're on it all under 2A Lifestyle. Check us out and follow us there for more updates and daily news of what's going on. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's the best way to keep up with new episodes as they come out. Also, if you can, please leave us a review. It is the best way for people that are looking for gun-related content on their podcast platforms to find us. Also, check out our Patreon. We are under 2A Lifestyle Podcast. Anything you guys give us, we greatly appreciate it. We use it to grow the podcast and grow our uh, social media presence and content. If you also check out our, if you can check out our website, 2alifestyle.com, we have a lot of good shit on there. Uh, We're going to be having some more stuff coming on there that's pretty soon. Can't wait. Next time, we are hopefully going to have a cool content creator from a little known. platform called TikTok, and uh, he makes some good gun content. It's pretty funny shit. Uh, That is all I'm going to say about that. If you guys have anybody that you want us to have on the podcast, reach out to us, let us know, uh, and we'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on. Reach out to those people, let them know, hey, we like to hear you out on the Toy Lifestyle podcast. Uh, That's the best way for us to know who you guys want to hear and uh, talk to us on the podcast. Until then, I will see you guys in two weeks and keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle.